Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports. Yes, the Friday edition, the Friday before Valentine's Day. Uh Uh-oh, guys, if you forgot, Valentine's Day is Monday. You only got three days to find something for that special person in your life. Don't forget it, please. All right, we've got a great show going into the weekend. Lots of great guests, lots of news. We're going to get started here in a second, and I'm going to go over a couple headlines that you got to just check out. You will not believe it when you see it. But first, a quick look at our guest today. We've got an amazing show. We're really, really excited about it. And as we head into the, the weekend, I'm still thinking about the role that law enforcement is playing in Capitol Hill. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a second because it's pretty shocking, some of the revelations that's coming out. But coming up, Congressman Mike Waltz is joining us. He is one of the most cogent voices in all of Congress, going to be talking about all things, including the role of the Capitol Police. That is a great interview. You're going to want to hear that. We're going to break some news, I'm pretty sure. Also up from last night's TV show, you've got to hear this. We caught him at the very end of the show. Congressman Troy Nels from the great state of Texas has a harrowing story of how a Capitol Hill police officer, according to the congressman, walked into his office, found the door open, walked in, started taking pictures of his diagram board, and then had reported him and had the congressman interviewed. When you hear the circumstances, exactly what happened, it's going to drop your jaw. The episode has led to the beginning of an inspector general investigation of the Capitol Hill police, possible spying on members of Congress. I think a very, very important story. And then Christina Carano, if you don't know her, she is the Republican running for Secretary of State of Michigan, a really good surprise candidate going up against Jocelyn Benson. That's one of those states, Michigan, where the Democrat Secretary of State has set the election rolls, not the legislature like our founding fathers intended. I think Christina's got a reform plan there. We're going to end with that. So really a great lineup all around. Some news right from top to bottom coming out today. Now, before we get there, I want to give you a quick overview of a couple stories that I think our team did so well here in Washington. This is a story from our good friend Greg Piper. We've had him on the show so many times. There is a middle school in New York City that put on a play recently. We actually have the video footage of it, so you got to check this out. The play had the children singing and praising COVID vaccines and warning their friends that if you're unvaccinated, you're not going to have any friends. Pretty amazing. There's some other weird parts of it. Some of the students were dressed up like the QAnon shaman, the guy that got indicted in the January 6th case, and even a box of cigarettes that they're they're playing. Not the sort of thing I think we want our kids at that age being indoctrinated with or being forced to perform. Uh, This story is getting a lot of attention. Check out the video that goes with it. Very, very cogent. Such an important story all around and one that is worth it. Now, we've been talking about the border forever and ever. Well, 
New statistics are out from ICE, the Immigration Customs Enforcement Agency. In 2022, there was a massive 70% drop in the number of illegal immigrants who were deported. Just one in five illegal aliens who came across the border last year got deported. One of the lowest ratios and margins in American history. That's an important story for sure. Hey, we talk about big government here a lot, right? It's important that we keep an eye on big government encroaching authorities. Well, two senators, two Democratic senators, good work by them. Ron Wyden and Martin Heinrich have a new declassified letter out disclosing that the CIA has been bulk collecting data on Americans. Now, wait a second. Isn't the CIA supposed to only spy on foreigners, right? Well, what are they doing spying on Americans? Ron Wyden and Martin Heinrich want to know two senators who I think have raised a very important story, a great public service by bringing this out. The CIA ain't denying it. They've put out a statement saying, hey, we recognize and take very seriously our obligation to respect the privacy and civil liberties of U.S. persons and the conduct of our vital national security mission. CIA is committed to transparency consistent with our obligation to protect intelligence services. In other words, we're not telling you anything more than what Wyden and Irick told you. But wow, that is a pretty significant story. And it's a significant for another reason. You have to go back to the early Trump years when Obama's former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, was asked, was there any type of bulk data collection of, of Americans going on? Any type. That was the question. I think Wyden asked it, if I remember. Senator Ron Wyden himself asked it. Clapper said, uh, no. And then later said, uh, uh, not wittingly. Okay. The lawmakers, I think, think that they didn't get a straight answer that day. And clearly, there is a new form of government spying on American, warrantless spying, it sounds like, from the CIA. That's a very, very important story. You can read that on Just the News as well. All important stories. You can't get anywhere else. I mean, one of the things that makes this so unique is that we're trying to break stories that others don't have. And I think that that is so important to focus on and help educate Americans about So that's it for now. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm really excited about this. When we come back, Congressman Mike Waltz, you do not want to miss this interview. Very important newsy stuff. All right, we'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time 
IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. My next guest, what a career he's already had and what an impact he just had this week. Joining me is Congressman Mike Waltz. He is a current uh, colonel in the uh, National Guard, a Green Beret, uh, a member of Congress from the great state of Florida, and had one of the most amazing moments, I think, in the Olympics thus far. A very important ad about China's human record uh, rights record rejected by NBC. Congressman, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, John. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's, an, it's an honor to have you on. This ad that you made is really stunning. It's such an important message for the world to hear. You work with it. You, you work um, uh, with a couple of folks. You get a great ad together. You take it to NBC. And what do they tell this member of Congress? Well, I did it with, uh, with Inez uh, Cantor right. Freedom, now Mr. Freedom, a new U.S. citizen. Absolutely. Uh, an NBA player. And uh, look, we wanted to highlight uh, what's going on for the American people in terms of the millions of Muslims that are in concentration camps right now as we speak, being sent off into uh, slave labor camps and the women uh, being forcibly sterilized uh, and, and, and with forced abortions. And the biggest thing we wanted to, to highlight were the U.S. companies, the American companies like Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, um, uh, Intel, Visa, right. so many others that preach social justice here at home that want to boycott baseball in Georgia over voter integrity, but then completely turn a blind eye hypocritically uh, to what's going on uh, over in China and propping up uh, these Olympic Games that are a propaganda platform uh, for this Chinese dictatorship. And lo and behold, uh, you know, first NBC sat on it for a while. We bought the airtime. We were ready to go. We we're going to put it in prime time during the Olympics. Uh, they sat on it. Eventually, their legal came back, John, and said, well, we'll run it, but you have to change this and change that and take down all the corporate logos. Uh, and we said, yeah, you know, nice non-rejection yeah. rejection. Yeah. Right? I wasn't like, born nice yesterday try. on that yeah. one. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> Uh, but what they did by that rejection, obviously, is just put right. a massive spotlight on it, which is exactly what we wanted. We need to take the case to the American people on this. Yeah, there are so many enablers. Uh, we just had uh, Peter Schweitzer on the um, on the show earlier this week. His book is just so amazing. If, uh, and you realize that China has been using Americans to literally carry out its strategy in America to gain supremacy over us. At what do you think there's an awakening going on? I mean, things like you're doing not only the ad, but the stuff you've done to call attention to BlackRock, one of the big investment firms that keeps helping China get our capital into Beijing. Um, do yep. you think there's a moment of awakening going on right now? I do. Uh, and, you know, I, I got a call from someone in my district uh, who was at a diner in North Florida. Uh, and, and one of the patrons asked for the Olympics, you know, asked a waitress to turn on the Olympics on the television in the diner. And, and another waitress stepped in and said, ma'am, we don't support genocide in this establishment. So no that's going on in North Florida that I think wow. it's, it's really you know, starting to seep in. And I think in the wake of COVID, right, where the American people saw firsthand that things, you know, of course, we want cheap gloves and gowns and masks and and drugs, but we saw when our greatest adversary, a dictatorship that means us harm, has control over our supply chains, has control over 90% of our pharmaceutical drugs now, of our computer chips, of uh, the critical rare earths and, and other types of minerals that we need to make our economy go, that that is unacceptable. Uh, and, and it has to stop. And that made America, made in America, is it's Yes, it's a human rights issue because it's modern-day slavery in these fields that are fueling the products that these companies are selling us, but it's also a national security issue, uh, and, and, and it has to stop. So the, the theme of our ad was, when you see Made in China, put it down. Yeah. And you know the left wants to talk about defunding the police that are keeping our communities safe. Let's defund dictatorships that mean America harm. Uh, and and I think the American people need to start voting with their wallets because I don't trust these woke corporate CEOs to do the right thing. 
Yeah, they've been captured. I mean, that's one of the things that you really see in the Peter Schweitzer book, just how captured some of these Americans and companies are. They're addicted to China money, and even if it means selling yep. out America, they're going to do it. Um, there are some in Congress that have some capture issues as well. We had a story earlier this week that Congresswoman Liz Cheney from Wyoming, who has been censured mm-hmm. and basically casting in the party, but she, she presented the China report that the great House Republican conference put out in 2020. And she stood up yeah. at the podium that day and said, we all need to start making sacrifices. We've got to stand up to China. At that very moment that she asked Americans to make that sacrifice standing up to China, her husband's law firm was representing one of the Chinese companies that both DOD and the State Department says is trying to get a leg up on AI and help the Chinese beat Americans in the race for AI supremacy in the military. When that happens in your own institution, and the Democrats have their own examples too, uh, what message does that send both to the American people and to China? Well, look, I mean, we have to be strong on this issue. And uh, I haven't haven't seen that story, John. I'll take a look at it. But but look, this is exactly what the Chinese do. They see people, uh, future leaders or people in power uh, or or our institutions, uh, and they hook them on the Chinese dollar. And it has happened in academia. Yep. You look at the billions flowing into uh, uh, our universities. One of the largest recipients, by the way, is the Biden Center, the University of Pennsylvania. Right. Um, and and you look at the professors that are selling out. They get grants from the Defense Department and NASA uh, and develop that technology. And then they go make $100,000 a month over in Chinese universities, basically transferring it, acting as a, you know, unofficial spies and getting paid. Uh, we're, we're seeing it in Hollywood. We're seeing you know, that self-censoring to sell into that market and definitely, definitely in Wall Street. Um, and with Larry Fink and BlackRock and, you know, being leading the charge. Uh, and, and I've said those future Chinese hypersonic missiles uh, should say, you know, provided by Wall Street yeah. um, that, that are going to be trying to sink uh, American aircraft carriers. So it, this is why this is the greatest and I'm, uh, uh, adversary that we've ever faced. Because we didn't have these economic entanglements with the Soviet Union or Germany, Japan, certainly not with Al Qaeda. Yeah. Uh, but that, and they're using our open markets and our open system against us, and they're stealing the way to the top, and we are funding it with our money. Um, and so again, I don't trust these institutions anymore. And a lot of people in a lot of places have compromised themselves. You look at how, um, you know, how hawkish even Nancy Pelosi was. Uh, earlier in her career, meeting with the Dalai Lama, taking a tough stand on Tibet, talking about Tiananmen Square. Uh, she becomes speaker in 06 the first time. And lo and behold, uh, uh, you know, you, all of these business opportunities start to get presented to her husband. Uh, and now she's taking a much, much softer stand. It's very, very coercive. Uh, it's very sophisticated on the Chinese part. They even do it down in like city councils. Uh, and state representatives and county commissions. Uh, and uh, we have to call it out. And, and yeah, you could count on me to do it. Yeah, you have. And you've done it in a most compelling way, particularly the ad. But I, I think just the things that you've been mentioning on the floor of Congress, the tweets that you're putting out there, you're really educating the public in a big way. I want to pivot for a second because you've served our country for more than a quarter century in uniform as well, in addition to being a member of Congress. And uh, I watched a couple of days ago as the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki stood on stage and said, what's going on in the world right now has nothing to do with the bungled, well, she didn't call it bungled, but we all know it was bungled Afghan withdrawal. That same day, around the same time as when the Pentagon report comes out, just showing how bad it is, your reaction to her comments, and more importantly, your reaction to what the Pentagon report actually exposed. Well, you know what, in terms of whether... Uh, what's happening, what happened in Afghanistan and that stain on our credibility and on our history is then affecting events, this chain of events around the world. Don't take it from me or you. Look at actual, you know, look up what Putin is telling his own people and what he's telling the Ukrainians. Uh, it, it mentions Afghanistan all day long. The United States won't stand up against you know, a ragtag bunch of terrorists, yep. they're not going to stand up against Russian tanks, planes, and ships. And Z is doing the same thing right into Taiwan, Taiwan right? Uh, in terms of using that against our credibility. So don't take it from me. Just look at what they are saying. And they absolutely uh, are using Afghanistan to undercut our allies' confidence uh, that the United States will stand strong. And then on the other piece, look, 
I could tell you with these kind of FOIA requests, you know, that went into the Pentagon to to ask for this Army investigation. Yeah, usually we the grow Pentagon, a few years old, don't we, before we get Oh, them? my God. If the <laughs> Pentagon doesn't want to release those things, yep. you'll grow gray hair, they'll drag their feet, and then they finally release it a decade later, and, and it's three-quarters redacted, yep. right? Yep. In this case, it turned almost immediately 2,000 pages all unredacted, and I think it is a big, big – it's a big symbol of how frustrated at which I've heard and in quiet briefings behind closed doors of just how frustrated uh, and apoplectic our military was with a White House and the State Department that thinks they have all the answers, uh, did not listen to all the warning signs, uh, and then you know just completely bungled this thing that is still going on. There are still veterans groups, and thank God for them, that stood up. Uh, to go take care of their fellow Americans, take care of their allies, uh, and and you know do what should be done in terms uh, of getting the people out that deserve to get out. Yeah. Well, that brings me to a subject that shocked me in the interview that Joe Biden, the president, uh, had with NBC News' Lester Holt last night. Because for the second time in a year, after 30 years of being in this time, never hearing a president say this, the president said, if you're stuck in a war zone in your America, we're not coming to rescue. That's what he told people in Afghanistan yeah. during the bungalow. And now he's telling Americans, if you don't get out of Ukraine, we're not coming to help you if Russia invades. What message is that sent to the American people? I've just never heard a president ever say that. And he said it twice now. Yeah. Even if you don't intend to commit those forces, you don't That's say right. it. Right. Right. And you don't take that off the table, uh, particularly when you're in you know, brinksmanship with someone like Putin. You want to you want him not knowing what you're going to do. You don't. That's why President Trump was so effective. Uh, they were scared of what he might do. Uh, but that actually bolsters your diplomacy. Uh, and when you take that stick away uh, or even the potential of us using it, then you really pull the rug out from under any type of diplomacy. But look, I could tell you, I don't think Putin was I think he was using these talks all along. Because we've been watching literally thousands of rail cars yep. of his best and most sophisticated equipment. And he's now sent the biggest ships he has in his Pacific fleet, in his northern fleet, in his Arctic fleet. Uh, he, he means business. He intends. And why does this matter to the American people? Well, he intends to recreate the old Soviet Union. Uh, and, and that should matter of all of us. And now, if, as we saw in the Genocide Olympics, him standing side by side with Z trying to send the message to the world that a new yep. sheriff's in town and it's not America. Um, it's amazing. And and uh, we have a president that seems to be content to pretty much let that happen. I mean, we're simply, even our, our soft power is not really that strong anymore when you when the enemy already knows where you're going to end up. Do you think, uh, and you, you, you've, been on, you've been on that battlefield, you know, is Putin really yeah. serious about going in or did he stage all this to figure out how the West would react? No, I think if, if he if this was all a ruse, yep. it is the largest and most expensive in modern yeah, great uh, point. in modern history. Right. Yep. I mean, he he got Biden, you know, begging him for a phone call at 100,000 troops. Now he's almost doubled that. Yeah. Right. Great so point. what was that marginal difference? Uh, I, look, do I think you're going to see a full occupation all the way to the border of Poland and, and Hungary? Uh, that could turn into a real quagmire for him. Yep. But uh, uh, some lightning strikes that cause uh, the government to collapse, coupled with cyber, uh, cutting off uh, uh, electricity and water, and putting his own person uh, then yep. in charge. Get his puppet government back. That's right. And get his puppet government, I, I think, is a likely course of action. Um, and we could have done a lot more to deter it. I'm not arguing for American boots fighting uh, Russian troops. But we could have provided the lethal aid the Ukrainians were asking for months and months ago that may have complicated Putin's calculus and made him think twice. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the sanctions should have already been in place. It is right? amazing, uh, right? It, yeah. We've just given up on deterrence. It's all yeah. talking tough about how you're going to respond. I was in Ukraine a month ago, and they said that doesn't do us a lot of good to get tough after you know tanks are sitting in our capital. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but that, th these are the guys, people we have in charge right now. And I just pray for, for us in the world for the next three years. Yeah. Last question, because I know sure. you're a security first. 
Republican. Um, we're talking about protecting the Ukraine border from a Russian incursion. I guess that's good because we have to live up to our allies. We'll see how we act. Meanwhile, our own border is so wide open that we've had 14 terrorists, you know, captured in the last year, yep. um, uh, two million in traffic to the inside of the country. How big yep. an issue is the border uh, for the entire country come 2022 in the, in the election in this November? Yeah, I want to be clear. Our border should uh, and absolutely always prioritizes over any other border in the, yeah, in the exactly. world. Uh, it's not an either or. Right. Um, but Biden does seem to care, you know, even though he's not, I don't think he's doing enough. He does seem to care a lot more about Ukraine's border than he does our own. Uh, and just think about it. Um, you know, we've had two million people pour across that border in just a year. Mm. Now, times that by four. And we're already seeing in New York and San Francisco uh, that this is all about politics, where they're starting to have non-citizens at the local level be given the right to vote, um, which is the very definition of being a citizen. Uh, and so uh, I, I, that's what's at play. Um, and what has me so upset is that this isn't just a border state issue. When I, when I go into my communities that have been devastated by fentanyl, Chinese produced, by the way, working in cahoots with uh, Mexican drug cartels, uh, when you know, I'm doing a lot on human trafficking and when 30 to 40 percent of the girls trafficked across our border uh, are sold into human trafficking or sexually assaulted, uh, when I talk to our veterans who aren't getting the services that they already were promised and we're looking at our entitlements going upside down in the next four to six years in terms of, of, of their fiscal viability, uh, and, and he wants it in one term to add another 8 million people to the load on top of the 11 million document, undocumented we already have. It's just uh, – it, it's infuriating. And then you add on to that – Afghans that stood and fought with us, yep. that were willing to take a bullet with our flag, uh, you know, They're all trapped. they get are all they get are roadblocks uh, from this administration with a wide open door. I mean, I, I literally had a, a, a donor and supporter that was so upset about the Afghan situation, you know, want, want to fly them into Mexico and <laughs> and get, and get them across that way. I said no, <laughs> yeah. you know, but uh, that's that's the level of frustration that's going on. And look, we have to get the majority back in 10 months and we can start to, you know, we could start to block and tackle and, uh, and undo these awful policies. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, the Americans are just craving common sense again. And I know they get a lot of that from you. I watch, I follow your Twitter feed every day. You're doing amazing and important work, Congressman. I just want to thank you so much for your time today and for all you did to bring attention to China too. That ad is, a, is one we're going to remember for a long time. Well, there's there's days that I think the tribes in the Middle East are a little easier to figure out than, than Washington <laughs> D.C. But yes, that's probably and my true. My wife said, you know, uh, getting shot at for 25 years wasn't good enough. Now you got to go and get in those trenches. But th you know, I'm not going to have uh, my children growing up in a country led by democratic socialists uh, or a world led by Chinese communists. And this fight is absolutely worth fighting. And you you could count on me to fight it for sure. Yeah, we're lucky that you're in the fight, sir. And thank you so much for the time today. What a great interview. I learned a lot and I uh, hope to get you back on soon. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. You as well, sir. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the congressman who instigated the entire investigation of the Capitol Police. This is an amazing anecdote of what went on, spying on members of Congress, possibly going on right after this break. We're going to get a firsthand account. We'll be right back. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. 
Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back. Just the other day, Texas Congressman Troy Nails made news when he disclosed that the Capitol Police were illegally snooping around his office. Joining us now is Congressman Nails himself to break this down for us. Congressman, welcome to the show. John, it's good to be with you, Amanda. Good to be with you as well. Yeah, it is, an, it is an honor to have you on. This is a scary story. I've talked to lots of lawmakers who are all really disturbed. Tell us what you discovered happened in your office. Well, the Capitol Police claim they found one of my doors wide open on a Saturday afternoon, about 3.30. Well, the individual, the police officer walks into my office, makes sure that there's no one in there that shouldn't be there. I have no issues with that. I, I agree. But when he started taking pictures uh, of my materials on my whiteboard, my legislative priorities, and who knows what else he did there, uh, he took a picture of my whiteboard that had those legislative priorities, and he felt that some of the language on the board, a handwritten uh, drawing of the Rayburn building, he said that those things were suspicious. Thus, he took it upon himself to send it to the command center, who then sent it to a special agent in the intelligence section, who then sent it to a supervisor. And then I have three secret Capitol police knocking on my door that Monday, uh, questioning one of my staffers about that that language and that drawing on my board. Quite shocking, quite honestly. Absolutely. Do you think you're the only one? Do you think this has happened to other members of Congress? I'm not aware of any other member uh, having something like this take place. I've I have many friends in the Capitol Police. They've been there for 20 years and they've never heard of anything like this ever happening before. Yeah, this is unprecedented. There's no doubt about it. Uh, some big development today. Uh, the first of your colleagues rallied around you. There was a big letter sent. And this afternoon, the inspector general, the chief watchdog of the U.S. Capitol Police, said we're going to investigate and find out if Capitol Police were snooping. Your reaction to that news? Absolutely. I had the inspector general in my office last week uh, to share my concerns with him. I think he seems to be fair. I I admire some of his work. He did an investigation into the Capitol Police uh, with the Senate hearings back in uh, February and March of last year. So uh, I believe that he is a man of integrity. He told me that he would investigate this. I respectfully requested that he do it independently, a standalone investigation. He assured me he would do that as well because we need to get to the bottom of this. The idea that Nancy Pelosi can weaponize the U.S. Capitol Police as her own intelligence agency, investigative agency, to go out there and spy on members of Congress? I mean, come on. That officer should have never taken pictures of my whiteboard. They were my legislative priorities. I would have been able to explain the word body armor very easily uh, because the words body armor were on that whiteboard because, folks, we are buying body armor from China. 
What the hell are we buying body armor from China for? So it would have been easily too easy to explain. But no, they come in there looking like a construction workers and start grilling one of my staffers uh, on the material on that whiteboard. You should have confronted me. You should have spoke to me or at least my chief deputy. They choose not to. Absolutely. They We've just got a couple more minutes left. Texas is a Republican stronghold. I, I firmly believe that, even though the message from the left is that we're going to turn Texas blue. But one of the reasons they say that is because, unfortunately, George Soros, his malevolent tentacles have made their way into certain portions of Texas. You're in Houston right now, but also Austin is looking more and more like cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco. Do you think that people in those cities, is this something ephemeral and they are going to wake up and say, no, we don't want to go this way? Or is this something that because of, of Soros money being pumped into these systems, it's going to remain like that? And you guys are going to have a Los Angeles and a Baltimore and a Philadelphia on your hands. One, unfortunately, Amanda, we're leaning that way. We know that George Soros has been throwing money at district attorneys across uh, the great state of Texas, starting in Harris County with Kim Og, and he threw $600,000 to our, our liberal DA here in Fort Bend County, Brian Middleton. So he wants to control the DAs. He's all about le letting these people out of jail, no bail or very little bail. And what have you seen now in the city of Houston, uh, a neighboring county here, the city of Houston, we had more homicides last month than any other city in the entire country. And the American people are sick and tired of it. The Democrats own the defund the police movement. They own it. We must hold them accountable for this movement. And you see crime, specifically homicide, the highest levels you've seen in some of the largest cities across the country. So uh, we need to take our streets back. And I think that the American people are going to start fighting back and they understand, you know what, what the hell does it matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican? We all want to protect our homes. We all want to protect our families. We all want to protect our schools. And the Democrats aren't doing it. They're just not cutting it. Yeah, such a great point, Sarah. We're going to be following this story. What happened in your office is a matter of national importance. We're going to stay with us, Sarah, and hope to get you back on as we get more answers from the Capitol Police. Again, thank you for joining us tonight. Get the Capitol Police. Release the picture. Release the photo. We want to see the photo. Absolutely. That's our next request at Just the News. Absolutely. Congressman Nell, thank you so much for joining us today. And, you know, it does make your mind wander. What are they doing with those pictures? Who are they sending them to? For what purpose? Why would anyone just walk into a congressional office and start snapping pictures? It's pretty incredible. And unfortunately, but hopefully, they will find out more information. The inspector general will uncover the purpose behind it. Maybe it was innocent. Yeah, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Wow, what an interview. Chilling stuff. We can't wait to see what the inspector general does. Listen, we honor law enforcement. When they do their jobs well, they do a lot well. We want to give the benefit of the doubt to the Capitol Hill Police, but we're going to stay on this story. We've got to find out what the Inspector General finds out from the Capitol Hill Police. Such an important story. So grateful that Congressman Troy Nails joined us last night. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, folks. When we come back, a really great interview with a candidate who is stirring things up in the great state of Michigan Christina Caramo is running for Michigan Secretary of State against Democrat Jocelyn Benson, one of the poster children of a Democratic election sleight of hand. And you are going to want to hear what she has to say, what's going on, what her priorities are, and how she thinks she can win this race right after this commercial break. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mike. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from 
the iHeartRadio app. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As you know, if you read Just the News often, you, we cover Michigan so closely. Why? Because they have the triumvirate of three liberal women who are the really the poster children for all that the Democratic Party stands for. Governor Whitmer, Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State, and the Attorney General, Dana Nessel. Well, one of the people trying to change that, to break up that party, is Christina Caramo. She is endorsed by President Trump. She's running for Secretary of State against Jocelyn Benson. And she's joining us right now on the show. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for all the work you're doing to help people know what's happening in our state and nation. Thank you. It is amazing. I mean, Michigan is so fascinating to me because it really is the lab of the progressive left. And um, tell us a little bit, as you look back now, uh, there are these dual scandals going on where both Governor Whitmer and Secretary Benson have questions about how they raise money, where they got their money from, exceeding limits, some loophole. Tell us how that is resonating in Michigan right now. Yeah, John, the thing about it is that the rules for thee, not for, rules for thee, not for me type of yeah. thing. You know, when you see Jocelyn Benson, who's responsible, and that's the key part, this is part of her job to oversee campaign finance. And when she has permitted Gretchen Whitmer to illegally collect millions, millions in the state of Michigan, our campaign contribution limit is $7,150. And Gretchen Whitmer was collecting money in the tune of quarter million dollar donation. Wow. And Jocelyn Benson allowed it to happen. And then Jocelyn Benson herself was just caught collecting money illegally. So this is what's happening in Michigan. We have these three women who are not looking to serve the people of Michigan. They are looking to just empower and enrich themselves and advance an agenda that is not about caring for the people of Michigan or America. Yeah. The other thing that uh, shocked me, uh, because, you know, Michigan's a proud um, states' rights state, is that Benson has been one of the biggest advocates for federalizing uh, our election laws, taking the power away from the legislatures and the people and moving it to Washington. Uh, how has that played in a state that prides itself on, on, on having its own way of cutting forward? Well, you know, what's interesting is that, according to Jocelyn Benson, the 2020 election was the most secure in Michigan history. So two things. One, unless you studied every election in Michigan history, one can't make that claim. But let's say she actually believes it, then why is she trying to federalize it? Right. This is the most secure ever. How can you improve on the most <laughs> There's a little bit ever? of conflict there, isn't there? <laughs> it, it is. It is. And so it's just a really terrible that she wants to take away power. I mean, the danger in federalizing our elections is that we are so far removed from the decision-making process we, the people, will have really been nullified, if you will. We will have no political power left. Corruption in our election system is a national security threat. You know, you think about it like this. We spend about $700 billion a year, our DOD does, in securing our nation from foreign and domestic enemies. Yeah. Why wouldn't an enemy want to exploit vulnerabilities in our election system? And there are so many. You know, we've done about 160 campaign events. And I've talked to so many people across the state of Michigan who have these horrific stories as people may or may not know that I was one of the poll challengers in the T at the TCF Center in Detroit. I personally witnessed illegal baths being cast. I personally witnessed other laws being violated. I per personally witnessed a process designed to facilitate corruption. So now that she wants to more remove power from us even further, it is a national security issue. You know, John, for me, this is a voters' rights issue. We cannot separate securing our election systems from voters' rights. 
Because what does my right to go and cast a ballot really mean if an illegal one can nullify my vote? Yeah. It's meaningless. So this is a voter rights issue to secure in our election system. And it's important that we, the people, not only retain local control of our elections, but we have the proper oversight over our elections. And that's from the problem with Jocelyn Benson. She does not want the people of Michigan to peek behind the hood, to peek yeah. under the hood. Excuse me. Why would I trust an election that I can't scrutinize? Yeah. I'm not going to trust anything I can't scrutinize. And our Declaration of Independence states that the people, um, the government, derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. So how else do we give our consent to other than the election process? So this is a sacred right that must be protected, and I have the right to look under the hood to see what she's doing and the fact that, A, she actually had a link on the Secretary of State website where people could, quote, unquote, report election misinformation. That's not just a violation of my freedom of speech, but my right to redress, a right of redress of grievances. I have every right to air grievances to my government without fear of being tattled on. You know, and then on top of it all, she lied and claimed she performed an audit, but she actually went around and performed bogus audits. In one county, she only inspected three ballots. Is that all she inspected? Wow, that's a that's a pretty hefty audit, huh? <laughs> three right. ballots, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so this is happening. And the big concern many of us have, there's so many concerns, but the corruption in our voter registration database. We call it Michigan the Qualified Voter File. Right. When you have fraudulent registrations, you can cast thousands, if not millions of illegal ballots, and people wouldn't know the difference. And let me just to be clear for the audience, we're not talking about just um, someone who died 10 years ago and still registered. No, we're talking about individuals being registered to vote at homes they do not live in, at homes they've never lived at. Yeah. And how I found this out is talking to these people's relatives and saying, hey, I received an absentee ballot application. I was in East Tawas, Michigan. A gentleman shared that he received an absentee ballot application for a brother who died 25 years ago in Colorado and never lived at his house. So these are the kinds of things I'm hearing all around the state or women receiving absentee ballot applications in their maiden names out of state. So these individuals currently are residents of another state, but yet receive an absentee ballot application from Michigan. And very quick, a funny story that happened to me. So CNN puts out, put out numerous hit pieces. They just keep going and going, whatever. We've seen that rack before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the, I look at it as a badge of honor at this point. But (laughs) before their first hit piece, they sent an email with a bunch of insults. And included in that email, they said, according to the state of Michigan, you didn't vote in 2020. Which is Of course I voted in 2020. So someone contacted my local clerk and they said, you, according to the state of Michigan, I received Six absentee ballot applications. Six. But I never voted according to the state of Michigan. So then I wound up going down to the city clerk, foying my application to vote, easily proving that I did vote. But that is really scary. That, that is, is scary. scary. That means the state's records are flawed, right? Because the clerk had it right. Yeah, the, well, the, well, the clerk, yeah, so they had my application to vote, which is, what well, just to be clear for the audience, when someone votes in person, they fill out like a slip right. before they can actually receive the ballot. So, I mean, this is what's going on, and there have been uh, canvases, and just for people to be clear, there's a difference between the county and state board of canvassers than citizens who are doing canvases. And the citizen-led canvas and just people going based on the Secretary of State's records of who voted and how they voted going door-to-door and asking people. Um, in Grand Traverse County, I know a gentleman who had a small sample, and in his sample, it was an error rate of like 36%. Um, a woman I know in Macomb County did the same thing. She had an error rate of like 16 to 17%. So this is massive. And when you look at the 5.5 million ballots cast in the state of Michigan, if you have an error rate of 10%, you're talking about 500,000 ballots. So this is, this is a big, big, big issue. Um, and, again, this is a national security issue. This is a national survival issue. Um, running for Secretary of State for me, I'm a constitutionalist. I've always been a conservative just since I was a teenager. But I am not running to protect Republicans. I'm running to protect Michiganders. All citizens, irrespective of political affiliation, should have a secure election because this is a voter rights issue and it's a national survival issue. Country and state first, party second. That, that used to be the way America was, but in the last few decades, it's been turned on its head. It's good to hear people like you coming to the forefront and and putting that uh, putting people first again. I think that's so important. Uh, there is a moment, Christina, uh, last October, a year after uh, Whitmer, Benson, and Nestle all said everything was hunky-dory in Michigan, where all of a sudden uh, the Attorney General Nestle and the <clears throat> Secretary of State Benson release an investigation, and they find 
these women who are harvesting ballots at a nursing home and committing fraud, signature fraud. We've seen some of this in neighboring Wisconsin as well. But to realize that it took a year for them to find just those handful of cases, what does that say about the state's ability to detect fraud or its willingness to aggressively investigate it? Um, it, It took a year after the election to find what should have been pretty obvious fraud. You know, what's sad is one of the Secretary of State's responsibilities is to investigate and cause investigation. Yeah. So Jocelyn Benson just ignored people's claims. She ignored people's concerns because, again, she's a partisan hack. Just so people can be aware about my opponent, Jocelyn Benson, she's not even from Michigan. Now, that doesn't mean that a person who moves to a state cannot be a patriot. She ran before in 2010. She came to Michigan shortly after run for Secretary of State. She was part of George Soros' Secretary of State project. So she was strategically placed in Michigan for a reason. Right. And then I had two state reps independent of one another confirmed for me that her core team is not from Michigan either. They're from New York and California. So you have this woman come to Michigan with the hopes of becoming Michigan Secretary of State, bring in a team of people from outside of Michigan, then corrupt our election system. Yeah. And so to your question specifically, we came forward and she ignored it because she has no desire into cleaning up the election system. And in her, these quote unquote investigations, right. I do not believe that these were done uh, with the intent of actually um, uh, caring about integrity in our election system. I believe they were done simply as a dog and pony show to say, look, we do investigate election fraud. Because if she actually cared about getting to the bottom of corruption in our election system, then she wouldn't have allowed Rock the Vote to upload names directly to our voter registration database and turn around and lie about it and say, oh, well, we only used the API tool. But that tool, I talked to an attorney who actually uh, filed a case against Jocelyn Benson that this tool she gave to Rock the Vote, which is a leftist group, allowed them not just to upload names, but to download information from the qualified voter file. So if you really cared about election integrity, uh, Ms. Benson, you wouldn't have done something like that. If you really cared about election integrity, you would not consistently lie about things, do bogus investigations, and then try to demonize citizens who simply want to questions answered. Yeah. That is scary. When we have elected officials who demonize citizens who come forward and talk about crimes they saw, who demonize citizens who want questions answered, those people should not be trusted and must be removed from office. I don't care if you're a teacher. You know, my, my, edu- my background is that I'm a college professor. I, in my role as a teacher, my, I welcome my students to question me. That's one of the first things I say when giving out my syllabus, question me. As long as you're respectful, ask me any question you want. Because that's the type of people we need in leadership who want to be questioned. Because yep. true confidence not afraid of it. in our institution. Yeah. Exactly. True confidence in our institutions come from a transparent and accountable leadership. And when leadership welcomes questions, when they welcome accountability, then citizens naturally will begin to establish, have trust in our institutions. But this sit out, shut up, and do what I say stuff, that is only going to bring more dissent, that's going to bring more concern and more chaos, and it's going to ultimately lead to the fall of our republic if we don't clean it up. You know, this, as I look through your Twitter feed and some of the work you've already done on the campaign trail, you've really hit on something that a lot of everyday Americans talk to me about all the time, which is the good for thee, but not for me rule. This morning on your Twitter feed, you have this amazing photo taken by the Democrat running in Michigan 7. So she's running for Congress and she's sitting there and all the kids in the school behind her are wearing masks, but she's not. Alyssa Slotkin, uh, this me, good for you, but not for me um, hypocrisy that now we've had so many times, AOC in Miami, we have so many of them, Newsom. Um, what, uh, how is that playing in the everyday Americans? Is there a, a, a level of anger at that hypocrisy that maybe isn't being measured right now by, by the traditional uh, media and politicians? Yeah, even Stacey Abrams. I mean, she just right? agreed. But you it's know, what, John, I think someone, this, this is not my words. This is actually something I saw someone write. This isn't hypocrisy, this is hierarchy. And it's so true. And the thing about it is, is that the left loves to claim that they're fighting hierarchical structures, but they behave in a hierarchical way in something we've never seen, at least in our modern time in America, that you wear a mask, but I, me and my elite group of friends, we don't have to wear masks. We don't have it's to follow just amazing. We can enjoy and gallivant, and you people just sit down and do what we say. And so my worry, John, is there are more people revolting. There are more people fighting back. Americans should be up in arms, irrespective of political affiliation. One of the problems is the media has successfully made this a Republican issue. This is an American issue. 
Yes, I'm a Republican, but this is an American issue. We should not have people in office who want to dictate health mandates to us that they don't follow themselves. That alone should make us suspicious of the mandates that they're issuing. We shouldn't trust them. You know, this, and, and the problem is, is that they have successfully made this a, either conservative or like I've even seen, you know, the truckers in Canada, all these people are white supremacists, so they've successfully done this. That way anybody who challenges the official narrative, they've already created a scenario that those who challenge the official narrative are the people who have these negative characteristics. Therefore, if you challenge the official narrative, you by default have the negative characteristics. It's created a scenario where a lot of people are afraid. However, kind of to our comments we discussed before the uh, interview, is that there are more people than ever I'm seeing in Michigan getting politically engaged. You know, we show up to events, and there are so many people who are first time getting involved. And many of them say things like, I'm sad that I've been asleep at the wheel for so long, but not anymore. And that's encouraging. So through all this darkness, we need to be encouraged. There are so many people fighting back. There are so many people standing up, and we need to encourage our friends and neighbors and show grace to our friends and neighbors. Because, you know, one of the things, and I don't want me to be long-winded, but I've talked to a lot of people, and I realize how terrified people are because the media has successfully, many regards, not the media as a whole, but many in our media yeah. have successfully brainwashed people. So let's have some grace on those who we can clearly see have been brainwashed and try to help bring them out of that with love and trying to remember that we're fighting for America. We're not fighting Americans. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. And I, I agree with you. I mean, we've seen it in the school board movement. We've seen it in the results of the 2021 election. Quite frankly, we saw it in the 2020 election because Donald Trump brought out more voters nationally than any Republican in history. There is something going on at the base of America that, that is getting more and more people politically involved because they're tired of this hypocrisy, this double standard, all these things that are are going on. And it's going to be very interesting to watch what happens in uh, Michigan. I think it's a bellwether state for where the next four to eight years of politics go. Now, uh, you've been endorsed by President Trump. How does that uh, affect you as you go out and about? I mean, what, what sort of catalyst does that give you as you get started on your election work? Well, that, that helps so much, especially in the primary. We have a convention race right. uh, for us in the primary season. So that definitely helps. Um, President Trump is loved so much by the overwhelming majority of Republicans. So that helps as far as people, you know, trusting and credibility and knowing that you're a competent person. But also in the general, I think it will be beneficial. And here's how, you know, some will say, well, what about for the Democrats and those in the middle? Joe Biden and his cronies in the Democratic Party have done such a horrific job. And they, they actually did a great job destroying America. I mean, people's lives have been hurt in so many ways. And the misery index is increasing at such an exponential level that people are going, I wish we did have Donald Trump back. Yeah. So that it will, it will benefit. You see in it in the polling too. Yeah. I mean, uh, Trump is more popular than Biden right now. Yeah. Wonder how he got those 81 million votes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Air quotes, right? Yeah. So, so, but you know, what's interesting is during the 2020 election, um, I volunteered, it would go and visit at the Detroit victory office. And as we know, Detroit is a deep blue area, and there were so many people and these, that would come for events and various things filled with people saying, I'm not a Republican, but I like Donald Trump. Yep. And I think that that is part of the America First movement, where we're putting American citizens first. That's the whole thing. American people go first. That doesn't mean we don't care about people in, uh, in other parts of the world, but our primary, it's like me having children and not feeding my own kids, but feeding the neighborhood children. No, you feed your own kids first. Then you go and, and see what you can do to help other people, but you don't go to help other people at the expense of your own family. And that's what was so important about the America First movement. And you see people like uh, Joe Biden. I don't understand how this man is still in office with his ties to the Communist Chinese Party. I mean, that in itself is extremely scary. It's pretty amazing. No, I said, having done a lot of the work on Hunter Biden, I mean, you just see all of these connections. I mean, Peter Schweitzer has this new book out and, uh, you know, $31 million are connected to uh, Hunter Biden's uh, empire from businessmen directly tied to the Chinese intelligence community. Forget the rest of China. Uh, those are just remarkable things. And it's it, you almost don't hear about it in the mainstream media. It's like there's a blackout about it, but it must resonate with everyday people, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and I think it's so important that we, you point, like you mentioned, we, we need to understand we're not talking about China to the Chinese people. We're talking about the Chinese Communist Party. Right. You know, you look at Dianne Feinstein, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe her driver yeah. for like 15 years was a Chinese spy. Then you had, I believe it was Rep. Eric Swalwell, yep. who was having some type of uh, intimate yep. relationship yeah, with the Chinese spy. 
So these are high-level members within the Democratic Party who have these deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And if I remember correctly, Eric Falwell or, or Diane Feinstein, which I don't know if she's still on, I, I can't remember, but they sit on the Intelligence Committee. So this stuff is absolutely terrifying. And more and more Americans can see that these people almost behave like they're trying to destroy America, which will benefit the Chinese Communist Party. So uh, we cannot have these people in office. So the America First candidates will resonate with those independents and soft Democrats because they're realizing that we are not the, the caricature the media makes of us. We are genuinely fighting for all Americans, irrespective of political affiliation. Even the people who don't like me, I'm fighting for them too. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. This is part of the reason to do an interview like this so that the rest of America can know. Um, I want to take you to an issue that we often uh, segregate as well. It's, it affects the border states, but the open border, The over the last couple of months, we've seen a police officer shot by an illegal immigrant. We've seen a mother and daughter killed in an accident. We've seen a father who took in an immigrant he thought was 16. Turns out the guy was 24. He murders that father in Florida. The the inward migration, uh, particularly aided by the Biden administration and nonprofits, are moving these illegal aliens now into the interior country. And now it's becoming a security issue way beyond the border. Uh, how is it affecting people in Michigan? How important is the issue of the of the border and border security to Michiganders? You know, it's so interesting you ask me this question. So uh, about a week and a half ago, I was actually, a little, about a week and a half ago, I actually was in McAllen, Texas at the Women Fighting for America event, and we did a border tour. And Mark Morgan, who I believe he was the acting CBP director under President right. Trump, was talking with us. And as we were standing there, we were watching people attempting to cross the border. Wow. While we were standing there. Unbelievable. And and, and so um, as they were going down, there were these uh, people in a raft going down the Rio Grande. Wow. And on the other side, there was a group of people in the Mexico side standing there. Then up on the hill kind of next to us, the CBP had a, a couple of women uh, they were talking to. And the people on the other side, these were not migrants. And Amazing. I can tell you why I know they're not migrants, because they had on ski masks. Yeah. Migrants aren't wearing ski masks. So these are clearly what we believe to be people. What I, I yeah, believe to something be something with nefarious reasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's yeah. happening at our southern border is slavery. Wow. It is. Because what's happening there, people are being trafficked. Yep. We, and, and what happened, I talked to so many people there who just everyday citizens who live in that Rio Valley area. Right. And they are terrified because there's human trafficking, there's drugs, and human trafficking is slavery. How is what's happening uh, with Biden is allowing to happen at our border? How is it any different than the transatlantic slave trade? How is it any different when you allow a cartel to kidnap people and sell them in America? When you allow the cartel to sell people for sex and, and labor? When, and, and I talked to a gentleman who shared that he found, because uh, there are citizen groups in the Rio Valley area oh, yeah. who are patrolling the border themselves to fight back. One gentleman shared he found the body of a gutted child. Oh. That they are gutting children, putting drugs in their bodies and shipping them across, moving them across the border. And then the cartel, you can't just cross the border. So what we think are these migrants crossing the border? Right. Oh, no. If a person tries to cross the border without paying the cartel first, they'll kill the person. Yeah. So I could go on and on Controlled. about the stories and the yep. things we saw. This is a national security issue. This is not an immigration issue. Yeah. This is not an immigration issue. It's a national security issue. You have people coming over from what we heard about over 100 countries. This is not just people coming from Mexico. They know the Mexican border is open, and so they're just coming across. And you have people on the terrorist watch list coming across yeah. the border. This puts people in danger. And then you have all the fentanyl and drugs. That is pouring into urban cities. And the last time I checked, Democrats claim they care so much about urban cities, but the cartel will then bring drugs into urban cities and that's their launching point to send them across the rest of America. So they're putting us in danger from drugs. They're putting us in danger from criminals. Yeah. And I'm not talking about people who just have crossed the border illegally, which is a crime, but I'm talking about people who are guilty of additional crimes, pedophiles, serial yep. killers, all kinds all of things. All across the country, and we're seeing people, it. Yeah. yeah. And There's then no you know, that puts us in danger. So this is a national security issue. I am I grew up in a neighborhood full of immigrants from Iraq and Vietnam and the Philippines and all over different parts of the world. I think it was a beautiful thing to have friends as a child who could share their experiences 
from their home country. So I, immigration is great, but it has to be legally done because yep. all policy needs to be constructed in a way to benefit American citizens first. That That's goes the key. Any policy. Yeah, that is the key. Christina, I, I could talk to you all day. I got to run to another interview, but I want to <laughs> thank you so much. And folks, uh, you can follow Christina's work at ChristinaCaramo.com. Check it out. Uh, she's going to be one of the biggest races to be watching in Michigan next year. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, John. And again, visit Christina with the K.com. That's right, with the K. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Take care. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. So glad you can join us. We're so excited going into this weekend. Yes, go in, have some fun, enjoy the weather, go make a difference. Such important stuff going on all around. And in my home state of Virginia, we're going to be keeping an eye on this. The Virginia House has passed several election integrity houses. Remember, the Virginia legislature, for the first time in over a decade, turned all Republican again. They passed voter ID and many other election integrity forms. It goes to the Senate. It could go to Glenn Young. And this could be a state that takes back some of its election integrity because of the fact that they have Republicans in charge. That's a very, very important story. Let's keep an eye on that. That could go well. One of the more important stories out there in the in the day. All right, folks, have a great week and may God bless you. May God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. Yep, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Thank you. God bless. Have a great weekend. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now 
Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com slash victor. taxnetworkusa.com slash victor.